0: Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. And today I have such an exciting guest and an amazing guest. And she's full of life. She's full of love. And guess what, you guys? Color. <laughs> Wait till you see this beautiful person I'm bringing on, Pink Chair today. So I'm going to introduce to you my friend that I met on, believe it or not, social media. Wow. Twitter, <laughs> Eliza Blue and wait till you hear her story. Eliza, welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. Annie, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure.
1: You are definitely one of my favorite people ever. You saved my <laughs> life, and hopefully we
0: can uh, let the audience know how that all worked out. Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about, too, is, is I, I saw you, and this was. I just want to tell my little side of the story because it was so cool. I was you know, looking at my Twitter account, and I normally don't post a lot of things on social media on Twitter. I kind of like in the very beginning of Twitter, when I was on it in like 2008, I was like posting things every day, every couple hours. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And there would be days and weeks I would not post, I swear to you. And then just recently, probably the past couple months, I've been trying to post a couple times a day, once a day. And I noticed you and I saw your, your beautiful little face. And, and I was like, who is this chick? And you were like commenting uh, you know, about trafficking. And I went to your, your Twitter and I was like, wow, this girl is like really talking some crazy, really awesome stuff. I mean, and, and not only controversial, but you were saying some really truthful statements and you were calling people out and you were just really making an impact. And I saw your account like grow, like it started growing and getting bigger and more people. And I was like, okay, I have to figure out who this girl is. And of course we started messaging <laughs> each other. I don't know if I messaged you first or if you messaged me first. So anyway, tell your story. I don't so. really remember.
1: Um, yeah, so I joined, I joined Twitter in December, uh, late December, 2019. And uh, I, I really only became a public survivor leader in April, 2020. So that's when I did my first public interview just as a result of COVID. I really wanted to reach out to as many survivors as possible. So I started tweeting and reaching out to survivors, posting the human trafficking hotline, facts, data, and statistics, and also gave you know, the folks something that I, th- I feel like they really wanted, which was information from both a survivor and an advocate's perspective. So I really just try to just give folks my day-to-day and information, whatever comes on my head that I feel like folks need to know or want to know about human trafficking, and it caught on, and it's been a real blessing because I've been able to connect with you uh, I've been able to connect with survivors both in the United States and around the world, and that has been so valuable during the lockdowns because we have haven't really had the opportunity to connect with each other like before. So it it has been a really amazing experience. I also have always been one to speak my mind, and I've used I've used Twitter as an opportunity to really get some things out there that I needed to say.
0: Wow! And you know, you told me this story also about seeing me on YouTube or something like that. And um, you were, weren't you trying to get out of trafficking or were you on the the cusp of escaping or starting a new life? Can you tell me about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I am a survivor and I feel like Annie, you, (laughs) saved my life and how that went down was I was actually searching on YouTube for ways to increase my profits, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Uh, We'll leave it there. And Annie popped up on my YouTube uh, algorithm and that was definitely divine intervention because I was able to watch Annie and see her story and see her speak in a new and unique way. She put language, you put language to my experience and it encouraged me through a series of videos to reach out for help. I didn't know that I was being trafficked until I saw your videos and uh, it changed my life. It spoke to me. I reached out to an organization not long after and uh, they gave me the opportunity to be free. And it's been really incredible. So I owe you a lot. So regardless of whoever reached out to whomever on the DM, it might've been me because I just wanted to tell you, hey, thanks for saving my life. And actually I think about you so much because now I try to walk in those same footsteps and I hope and pray that other survivors in the United States and around the world see me on Twitter and have the same experience that i can motivate and inspire them hopefully
0: i am so blessed by what you're sharing right now because i honestly you know see you as this person that's lit on fire and like (laughs) i i'm seeing like this ball of fire and then and I'm just fanning a flame and just pushing you towards the light and like of lighting up the whole world. Because if that's what we need to do, that's what we need to do. We need to bring awareness. And I had no idea. And I don't still know the, the extent of going public with our stories does to people mm-hmm. and the domino effect. And you're such a blessing, Eliza, because you're a piece of the fruit of being willing to tell a piece of of the, the very vulnerable part of our hearts and our stories where, where we would never say this in a normal world. But when we become free, all of a sudden we're like, I have to tell everybody what happened. And so I'd love for you and to give you a platform to tell what happened to you and how, you know, you escaped. Okay. Would you be able to share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I was groomed at age 15 at a music festival by a photographer. I was lured out to Hollywood, California, and I was trafficked right before I turned 18 at late 17. So I was sex trafficked uh, right away. They used uh, drugs and alcohol to sort of coerce me, and I was promised that I was going to be a star. I was homeschooled, so I was at a disadvantage in the way where I didn't really understand how the world worked. I didn't understand that evil really is out there. You know, you think that having the best family in the world, and I still have the best family in the world, would be a positive. But in my case, unfortunately, it worked against me because I was unaware of how the world really was. So um, I was sold to someone for $500 as a teenager. And uh, by the grace of God, and you talk about fire. I have fire because I'm still alive. I mean, just data and statistics show us that I had a 0.04% as according to the United Nations of being alive right now or really ever being identified as a survivor. So that's why I'm filled with fire. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you look at numbers like that and you can't help but be grateful for your life. But um, I did get out. And unfortunately, because of that initial trauma, I uh, went back to a lifestyle later on as an adult. And, uh, and it, it was only, it wasn't until I saw your videos that I realized that there was poten- on YouTube, that there was potentially a different way. And, uh I'm just really grateful. I'm really grateful. And, and it was you, a long arduous journey.
0: Yeah, you can be yourself. We talked about hair color girl. I love your colors <laughs> and I love your makeup. And your, you know, that's just me. I, I love eyelashes. I love anything that blings and it's not, and I don't believe yeah. this is from, be, being a trafficking victim or wanting to be in the sex industry. It's as a little girl, I always play dress up. So I, I just, yeah. you know, your, your look resonates with me and, and it's, it's very special. And it also is very attractive. And it's like a lot of us ladies, like you told me before over the phone, we gravitate towards that. And if a survivor comes out and if she's in, let's say the beauty industry and turns into the sex industry and she's always, you know, looking around thinking, well, now I have to wear a potato sack. Uh, I have to have no makeup on. I can't color my hair. What kind of life would that be for them? Like if that's what they like to do. And I'm not saying this for every survivor because we know that everyone has tastes, but you said that And this is what I got really happy about because you told me that, well, Annie, I'm really happy about like the way you were looking and your hair color, because I realized that I could actually be myself and still be a survivor.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I know that's right. Listen, Annie, if it wasn't for the way that you look and it sounds so superficial, but the lifestyle that I I was leading, it sounds superficial, but you know what? I don't care. The lifestyle that I was leading was all about superficial and all about the look. And if it wasn't for how you look, I never would have connected with your energy or your vibe. I would have never even taken a second look. It was because of the way that you looked. I was like, okay, cool. I don't have to leave this life. Let's keep it real. I don't have to leave my pants and become a nerd. Um, you know, I thought I was gonna be a nerd if I left the lifestyle. Um, you know, also, too, a pimp or trafficker will instill a lot of things in your mind that, that you think you're nothing without me, nobody wants you, things of that nature. So when I saw you out here getting to it, being fabulous, and still remaining true to who you are, um, you know, it's it's not necessarily how we look on the outside. It's what we do with it, right? And I truly feel like we have to meet survivors where they're at. And your look speaks to me still. You know, Uh, I love, (laughs) I love it. You're giving me, you're giving me life. And I just realized that in order to reach survivors, I have to meet them where they're at. And uh, a lot of these young folks in the lifestyle are not, I mean, because the truth, truth be told, when I'm working, I usually don't wear a blazer or anything like that. I meet folks where they're at. And if I'm intimidating, they're not going to, if they're intimidating and if they don't feel like I understand what they're going through, it's not going to speak to them. That's
0: how I feel. No, I I totally understand. Can you tell me how you finally like got breaking free from the abusers in your life? And did you you have like a couple different abusers?
1: Yeah. So over the course of my uh, time of being trafficked, I did have multiple abusers. Um, This I don't find is that rare. Uh, You know, (laughs) you think you're leaving one for a better life or a trafficker will promise you a better life than the one that you're living. Uh, And then you'll try to switch and then you might go back to the original. It's very unique in that way, especially when you develop trauma bonds with your abusers. But the way that I left was I emailed an organization in Chicago and uh, they got me an advocate almost right away. I went to a safe house a couple states away in the middle of the night.
0: Wow, and can you say the name of the organization or or you wanna keep that private?
1: I'd like to keep it private because my okay. traffickers
0: are still out there and very active. So just Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So and and yeah. anyway, everyone that's watching right now, do you understand how this actually happens? As far as when we're trying to go underground, we cannot disclose people's names. And if you get mad at a at a victim of trafficking or a survivor, well, why didn't you turn your pimp in? Why didn't you go, why didn't you put him in jail? why didn't you go to court? There are death threats, Am I right or wrong, Eliza. death threats against us, our families. Uh, they follow us around. there are scouters, there are spotters, they come and they um, harass and they intimidate, and obviously they isolate us and so for you to get away, I just want to just commend your bravery, Eliza, and just the uh, heart that you have because I when you were talking about like the trauma bonding, like I feel like and for me, it was like a teddy bear. It was like something that I needed when I was like a little girl. And like, there was like this huge hole in my heart. If I didn't have that abuser, his love sitting next to me in the bed at night, I didn't feel complete, which is so mm. like not true. Because if we, when we realize our power that God has put inside of our hearts, I mean, obviously for me, the Jesus factor girl, like, and I know you have that (laughs) background with your parents and that you have your faith. And if we didn't have our faith, I don't know if I would have made it. So I just want to just give glory to God right now. And I know that you have kind of like a, um, you know, with your parents and understanding what and who God is. And I don't know if you actually had your own personal, like experience away from them to like, realize how much God really loves you you know, because I, I always,
1: I always <laughs> felt like God loved me. Yeah, he does. Oh, trust me every day. I know he loves me, but um, you know, I always had, <laughs> I always had this person. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you. That's how I know he loves me. Cause I always wanted to talk to you, but um, <laughs> just, to, just to go back a little bit. Yes, there are death threats and my former abusers still keep up with me. They still direct message me on social media. They still make fake profiles. To harass me. So this is an ongoing thing. Uh, I'm not alone. I work directly with the Epstein survivors. So I'm on a lot of people's uh, blacklist, if that makes sense. Uh, and right. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm on big tech blacklist. Everybody can bring it as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not going anywhere. But um, but um, yes, I absolutely love Jesus Christ. He saved my life. There's no two ways about it. Um, I give all the glory to him. I don't push my personal views and beliefs uh, about religion or politics like that on survivors, because I truly believe that when you give a survivor the opportunity to be free, that they will come to the conclusions on their own. But I know when a survivor asks me uh, a direct question, I try to give a direct answer because I'm always trying to build trust. And the truth is, I do believe in God. And I do believe that Jesus has had a hand on my life since the beginning.
0: That's the truth. Hey, can you also share about uh, the opportunity that you got with Tesla? And I, that, I saw that video and I was like, wow, that was super incredible.
1: Honestly, Annie, it's, it's really big. You wanna talk about God again? <laughs> uh, God <laughs> has really had his hand on my life. Uh, 2020 has been an outstanding year. Uh, I've got the opportunity to talk to a lot of major publications, including NBC, The Daily Wire, Uh, You know, a big Catholic radio station on iHeartRadio. I've done so many amazing things, but Tesla was by far one of the most incredible. We raised $10,000 in the middle of a global pandemic for our rescue. Uh, If anybody wants to look up Tim Ballard, he is committed to serving survivors of human trafficking, especially minors, both in the United States and around the world. Very amazing organization. Uh, And we Tesla did something absolutely incredible. We broke a world record by having the longest car parade. And they gave me the opportunity to be the keynote speaker. And uh, I was really, I was just really floored by that. I've also put a call out to Elon Musk. He's now the richest man in the world. And I need his help by designing artificial <laughs> intelligence. I do, listen, I'm not ashamed yes. to ask for help. If I need help, listen, one thing, as when you're a survivor and you had to ask for help, that initial help to get out of the lifestyle, um, after that, I'll ask anybody for help if I think someone can help. I'll ask them for help. Period. I'm not ashamed. But, um, but yeah, I asked Elon for help. I need I need artificial intelligence that so will remove the human trafficking and child sexual abuse material off our digital platforms. This is a really big problem right now.
0: Yes, yes. Speaking of that, I mean that is really awesome. You know, there there there. Some of them are called bots, right? And I, I actually I'm going to introduce you to some friends that I know about that because. Uh, to, to crawl and try to find, you know, that's what's so ironic about social media is the fact that there's so much corruption going on with porn, (laughs) child trafficking, you know, I mean, just general prostitution, right? I mean, even though prostitution is a very small percentage compared to the amount of trafficking, because we all know that the, you know, the global human trafficking is, they're saying, Mm -hmm. girl, they said it's, you know, 150 billion, but I don't even think it's, I think it's way more I think it's way more than that. I think that's an underestimate for our world. I yeah. believe it 's probably double, and so I you know having artificial intelligence trying to comb the social media sites and the internet to try to find and even just someone speaking about it on webcam is is really going to help you know crack down on these traffickers and and by the way, traffickers aren 't just men they're women too, no okay no. <laughs> We got every, right. and, 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 and can I even say that, I mean, now that we have different genders too, it's like, hey, that can happen as well. So we really have to keep our eyes open. I just want to thank you, Eliza, for just being an advocate for the, the people that don't have a voice and the people that are struggling in slavery and for females and males. I mean, it's just amazing. And every community uh, across the board, I mean, Paul said, like in the Bible, he said, be all things to all men. So that, that mm-hmm. basically means entirely mankind. We need to be a light to everyone that we meet. It's really important. I want to ask you, how could we or anyone that's watching this get connected with you on social media or any website that you have so they can like maybe um, you know, interview you or get your message out there to their public? Can you tell us those media handles that you have?
1: Well, before I promote myself, Annie, I just do want to thank you again, because it was because of brave survivors and folks like you that were laying the groundwork for folks like me. If it wasn't for your bravery and speaking out as a survivor, I, I literally wouldn't be here today. That's truly how I feel. So it was folks like you that were laying this groundwork. And in a way, I almost feel, feel like I have it easier because of you. You stood out and said, uh, you stood out and said, I'm a survivor of human trafficking before it was uh, a pop culture topic. So I appreciate <laughs> you laying that groundwork for me and all the folks that worked in the movement to lay that groundwork. So to be there when survivors like now, myself
0: reach out. I wanted to say something first at, that that you said that I'm a survivor of human trafficking. I did say that, but not till later. What I first said was, "I'm an ex prostitute," <laughs> and I had a pimp, and everyone's like, "And it's your fault," <laughs> because and that we what didn't have, happen.
1: But Annie, we didn't have the language to put to it. We didn't have the language to put to it back then. I mean, this wasn't, uh, you know, this wasn't a conversation the way that it is now. Uh, We did not have the language to put to it then. And I feel like what you said was perfect at the time for what it was. And to be brutally honest, depending on uh, the folks that I'm talking to, I will navigate and say pimp, trafficker. It just depends. Um, But, yeah, I think we said it just right. The story resonated. And Everyone in the movement, when you and I started connecting, was living for it. They're like, oh, my gosh, Eliza and Annie together. This is awesome. If folks want to connect with me, they can reach out to me on my Twitter profile. Let's hope I still have one by the time this airs. It's at Eliza Blue, E E L I Z A B L E U. So Blue is spelt the French way. Um, My ultimate platform that I absolutely love, my free speech platform where I can blog and get some of my other ideas out. Um, in a censorship free manner, is uh, my locals community. My locals community is eliza.locals.com. It's eliza.locals.com. And there you can connect with me, ask questions, and it's a much easier way to get a hold of me. And I also have an email to directly connect with me in my bio on Twitter.
0: Thank you so much, Eliza. I, I have one more question. One more question. Yeah. And we got three minutes and it's good because I think you're gonna talk about this a little. What is freedom to you?
1: Hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't fully appreciate freedom until you, I don't even think I fully started to appreciate my own freedom until I started working international human trafficking cases. Um, what folks deal with in other countries is different than what we deal with here in the United States. When I started working with some MENA survivors in Iraq, Iran, uh, and other countries, I realized that they don't even have the freedom to tweet. Uh, in some countries, Twitter isn't even available or social media isn't available. I think about some of the things that are going on in China. They can't speak for themselves. Right. So freedom to me is having the ability to be a voice for the voiceless until they have the opportunity to speak for themselves. That's what freedom is to me. Um, I hope and pray that I continue to have the voice that I have for quite some time. But if God forbid, if something ever happens where I can't speak for myself, I hope the others will continue to carry the torch and speak and speak for me as well.
0: I'm, I'm so happy that I got to see your beautiful face today. And I'm so proud of you, Eliza. No, I'm getting teary eyed. I'm so thankful for your life and what God's using you to do. And I just ask, and I just pray God that you would just blow her up Lord in the best way possible. (laughs) Continue to bring her message, Lord, and also your message to everyone that they too can escape and be free from human trafficking. Girl, you're just a beautiful spirit, and I just am excited. I can't, okay. So, so this year for sure, we have to finally see each other in person. So, when you come to Las Vegas, and when I come to Illinois, or if you're traveling, you just let me know. Let's hook up, let's eat some food, and hang out, okay?
1: And I just want everyone to know that our first conversation, my first conversation with Annie was I was weeping. I don't like break down that often, but I was like weeping in gratitude. Like, I don't think people even understand. I was, you probably couldn't even tell what I was trying to say. I was like, oh God, it was just, <laughs> it was a really emotional and powerful experience. I guarantee you when we meet in real, real life, it'll be epic. It'll be epic.
0: Yeah, I, I guarantee it will be girl. Well, I love you. And I just thank you for coming on my pink chair show. Uh, we will see you soon. I want you to come back on too. So let's make that date. Anytime, all right?
1: anytime, all right, anytime. And shout out to all the survivors out there. We love you.
0: Yes, we love you. Hi friends, today we're talking about human trafficking. Human trafficking is the fastest growing and second largest criminal industry in the world. Generating roughly $150.2 billion worldwide, According to the Trafficking in Persons report produced by the State Department, approximately 27 million men, women, and children are victims of some form of human trafficking, and that includes sexual exploitation, labor trafficking, organ trafficking. I wanted to talk to you today about the solution. There is a solution for all of us, and it starts with me, and it starts with you you know how important it is that we actually take action i want to share with you with what god says about helping people that are destitute and vulnerable and exploited is not this the fast that i choose to loose the bonds of wickedness to undo the straps of yoke to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house. When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. How do we do that? How do we become part of the solution to helping the people that are being exploited and victimized by the terroristic human trafficking that's going on today in our modern world? I know how you can help. You can actually go to our website, hookersforjesus.net you can find out what we're doing to end human trafficking by helping us make sure Destiny House is funded. Our outreach programs are funded. All you got to do is go to hookersforjesus.net, click on donate, and then read about what we're doing and get involved. If you get involved, we can be the solution to ending modern day slavery today. And also, I believe that when you help others and your heart becomes generous, your life is going to be so much more joy filled. Thanks for watching today. I'll see you next time on Annie's Pink Chair. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here? The peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees. This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. I'm Nikki, I'm the Education Outreach Coordinator. Um, I've seen girls come in here and just broken, just in need of something. And we give them a gift box when they first arrive and then the look on their face, because their trafficker's taken everything from them, The look on their face is just amazing and precious. And just watching them grow in Christ throughout their journey here is incredible. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on Donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause, and it's tax-deductible. Thank you so much. Hi friends. Some of you might know my story. I'm not sure if you do or not, but I wrote a book about my life and how I got pulled into sex trafficking, not realizing it was actually sex trafficking. The boyfriend I had turned into a pimp and I wrote my memoir. It's called Fallen. It's in Spanish and English, Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. We also have an audio And it will engage you, but also it will teach you about modern-day slavery in the United States and what trafficking actually looks like. Go to Amazon or hookersforjesus.net. Pick it up today. Thank you. (music)